When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. And welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I am Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts for the site, alongside Kevin Henry. And we have a very interesting podcast today. It'll be probably shorter one than usual because of the news. But before we get to the news, we want to tell you that the Rocks Pile Rockies Report is brought to you in part by Earth Echo Foods Cacao Bliss. Cacao Bliss is a chocolate that will help you remove cravings, facilitate weight loss, boost your energy, and reduce inflammation, all while being gluten and soy-free, as well as being paleo, keto, vegetarian, and vegan friendly. Currently, they are offering 15% off when you use the code MINUTE15 at checkout at earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. That's Minute and the number 15 at checkout at earthechofoods.com slash Minute Media and start having chocolate the guilty freeway today. So we want to thank them for their sponsorship and the news. Jeff Breidich has resigned from his post as the team's GM immediately. Now my initial reaction to it, and I'll, I won't go into much. I'll let you do that, Kevin. My initial reaction, well, my, my, my. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's very interesting. Um, you know, the uh, the news broke. Uh, we, we had a heads up that something was coming. Uh, we didn't know exactly what. Uh, to be honest with you, completely surprised that it was this. Uh, you know, and one of the first reactions that I got on a text uh, after the news came out that, uh, and, and let's make sure that we, we hit exactly what this is. Uh, so uh, certainly check out our article on rockspile.com. But the Colorado Rockies and Executive Vice President slash General Manager Jeff Breitch have mutually agreed that Breitch will step down from his role effective immediately. Uh, Greg Fiesel, who was the club's Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer since 2010, uh, will step in as a club president. Now, to me, that's one of the more interesting developments of this whole thing. A lot is going to be focused on Jeff stepping down and what that means to the organization. But Noah, I will tell you to have the Rockies have their first president in place since Kelly McGregor passed away in 2010. I think that says a lot about Dick Monfort as owner and maybe his decision. And we don't know this, but he supposedly he will be talking soon. Uh, but his decision to maybe bring in somebody else that he's not as involved with day-to-day stuff as he has been, 
Uh, and then there will also be an interim general manager for the rest of this season, as well as a full-time one named after the postseason is over with. And as Monfort said in the Nolan Arenado press conference in February, um, he had considered firing himself from baseball operations. So perhaps this is a movement towards that. We don't know. Obviously, time will only tell on that. But um, also, too, I think uh, there's been a lot of things with the Rockies that have not developed as they thought they would. Um, first off, the Arenado trade. Um, I, I don't think they thought they would get that much backlash, to be quite honest with you. And it wasn't just by Rockies media. It wasn't just by Rockies fans. It was universal. There's a reason why Cardinals president John Mosellock said, I felt nauseated and that we wouldn't be able to get the deal done. He felt nauseated because he thought, oh, they might realize, wow, this is going to be a steal. Now, hopefully those players pan out. So far, Austin Gomber, outside of his first few starts where he was walking a lot of guys, he has pitched well. But the Rockies should have gotten more MLB talent first. Um, Secondly, they shouldn't have put in the opt-out clause in the first place. Um, And they also misread the situation because Arenado said he didn't plan on opting out. But they thought he would. So there was there were so many things with that that they misread. The, well, uh, yeah. No, go ahead, please. I'll, that'll happen. I was going to say, too, that uh, just putting the team together. We, we all know that uh, they have not had any secondary talent develop in the last, well, really in the entire franchise history. I mean, when you look, for example, the Blake Street Bombers, you had the Blake Street Bombers, and who else do you have? I mean, even when uh, Larry Walker and Todd Helton were together in the early 2000s, who did you have for more than a season? Denny Hawking? Please, give me a break. Um, So there there was that too, but then also too, there was the athletic article, which I I think that really did damage there. And then also, too, the athletic articles, I should say. The most recent one probably being the most damaging. Um, but then also, too, there is their play to start the season. Have they been unlucky? Sure. Because, they're, for example, their run differential is actually positive. So, realistically, they should be at about 500 right now. But they aren't. So, I, I think that probably had some kind of effect. And then also, too the backlash that Bradditch was getting. We don't know if this was a firing, but we'll let you resign or if, Oh, we're uh, he's resigning due to personal reasons or what we don't, we don't have that information as of this recording, but it's something we'll hopefully figure out here in the near future, but it's something that's definitely, definitely very interesting. Well, and I think, you know, you mentioned it, that, you know, you think about what has gone on with the Rockies since roughly the end of last season. Uh, there was the article that came out uh, from the Athletic in December uh, regarding their analytics department. A lot of them had stepped down, uh, talking about how far behind the Rockies were in terms of analytics. Of course, we all know about the February news conference that um, has just been uh, 
skewered uh, throughout national media uh, for how the Rockies handled that. Some of the things that were said by both uh, uh, Dick and Jeff during that conference. And then we also know, as you mentioned, about the other athletic article that came out uh, regarding uh, so many things that were going on behind the scenes with the Rockies during the pandemic. So I think you're looking at a team and a franchise right now that is trying to save face in some ways. Uh, I think you're also looking at a team that uh, has a lot of decisions. You know, as I mentioned in the article that I wrote, this really makes it very interesting now. Will contract talks start with Trevor Story? Will they speed things up getting rid of Trevor Story? Uh, you know, th there's a lot all of a sudden now that you kind of don't know what is going to happen next for the Rockies, but we do know this. We know that uh, a change has happened, big change, and Noah and I are going to talk a little bit more about what might be coming next right after this break here on the Rocks File Rockies Report. And Kevin Henry back with Noah Yingling here on the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. And Noah, one of the things that I was going to say earlier, and I cut myself off actually, um, whenever uh, I got text messages just like crazy about, is this true? Is this really happening? You know, uh, uh, you know. And, and one of the things that a friend of mine said was uh, mentioning about again the role of club president. And what exactly that that's going to do for the Rockies. Now, we do not know who the interim GM is going to be, uh, but we're assuming that there's going to be kind of a triumvirate of Dick Monfort, uh, Greg Fiesel, and the interim GM making these decisions about everything from Trevor Story's contract to potential trades that could involve Story, John Gray, and others. So I, I think that's going to be really interesting to see who this interim GM is. Is he or she somebody from within the organization? Do you know, or do they bring in some fresh perspective? I'm curious to see that as well. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if if they decide to go outside of the organization for the interim GM, or if they decide to keep it in house and then go outside later, or if they just decide to keep it all in house. Now, if they do keep it in-house, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Greg Fiesel becomes the GM. He's been with the Rockies since 1996. Um, and with, but I wouldn't be surprised if he remains the president and they do have that separate GM. Um, there's a few guys that could be that. But the, guy, uh, the, the two guys that I think that um, had the best shot at it internally are Zach Rosenthal who is the assistant GM and he's in uh, of baseball operations that is and uh, Zach Wilson and he's the assistant GM and he's, he's mainly in player development. I think Wilson mainly because the Rockies are, uh, they like more of the player development area. Jeff Breidich before he was GM, he was the director of player development. Dan O'Dowd before he became GM more than 20 years ago now, he was the Indians director of player development. So uh, I would not be surprised if it's one of those two. But if, if I had to pick one that I would not be surprised at whatsoever, it'd be Zach Wilson. Yeah, and, and I'll be curious. Uh, and again, we 
we're doing this podcast right after the news broke so we can get it to you quickly. And, and, you know, there is talk that Dick Monfort will uh, hopefully be speaking later. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get reaction from the players. Uh, I'm sure we'll get reaction from the front office. Uh, You will likely see a lot of articles being written from a national perspective about what this is going to mean for the Rockies, you know, and, and let's not forget, let's let, you know, you mentioned it before we went to the break, the on field, development and what this means for the players. Uh, You know, will we see maybe a moving up of a Colton Welker more quickly now? Will we see a Ryan Rawlson maybe move up a little quicker? Uh, You know, it's it's always been a very interesting thought uh, about how slowly the Rockies move their prospects along and how closely they keep their, their prospects to the vest in terms of trades or anything else. So again, now with Jeff no longer in his role and somebody else stepping in, how does that change for the Rockies? And you talking about uh, prospects not being traded. Brendan Rogers is chief among them. I, they could have, they, they had numerous opportunities to trade him if they wanted to, and obviously we still have to see whether or not that was good for them to not trade him or not. Um, but he's been hit by the injury bug sure. as a lot of Rockies have. Um, and that, that's another thing that going forward with the, if assuming that, assuming that they do go forward and not just essentially stay in pat, um, Will they develop more of that analytics team? Will they be able to decipher, okay, why do we not play well on the road? It's not because we're playing at Coors Field. It's because going from Coors Field to sea level. But why is the case? We, at least in the last, I would say, two years, I think most people have reached that consensus of at least the people that cover the Rockies and people that watch the Rockies have reached that conclusion. But why is that the conclusion? It's not, oh, okay, here it is. Oh, this is what it is. No, we need to find out why it is that way. And most importantly, what can the Rockies do to fix it? I mean, they've been around for 30 years now. it's, It's not a new problem. Okay, you're playing at mile high for the first two years, and you don't know why. Okay, you found out within, it was 2001, 2002. Okay, we need a humidor to help with the baseballs. Okay, that helped, but they still need to update themselves within the last 20 years. Well, and and you must be reading Twitter because one of the things that I'm seeing here uh, from Jeff Passam, ESPN, uh, executives have long seen the Rockies' job as a potential goldmine, a place in which a creative GM could leverage the inherent advantages and mitigate the issues that have long plagued players there. It's a gig for a thinker. But the question is, is that what owner Dick Monfort wants? And I didn't even read that tweet. How, how convenient. It, it, uh, yeah, I just saw that flash across. And I'm like, that's it, it truly is a great thought. Because while I know that there is a celebration going on out there among so many Rockies fans, uh, the Bright is no longer the GM. Dick Monfort's still the owner, yeah, and 
And and if you think that Dick Monfort is going to step completely back from what he's doing, you're fooling yourself. So he will have a big part in who comes in as the GM. And of course, you know, he will likely, along with the president, they, they all three will be making baseball decisions. Now, how much that's that remains to be seen. But as you were saying, there's a lot of opportunity. But you've got to figure out some things, especially with the the Coors hangover uh, has been discussed on our site and so many other places. And also, too, uh, this was talked about and we talked about it a few weeks ago, Um, actually a few podcast episodes ago. Will they be able to bring in Theo Epstein? I mean, I highly doubt it, but the uh, one in a trillion chance that was an hour ago. A little bit less. It's a, it's a little bit better now. Uh, it's still not great by any shot, but it's there's definitely a chance. So, no, agreed. And and I'll be very curious. And obviously, there's a lot to come with this. We're going to be covering that on future podcasts. We're going to be covering in future articles. There's a lot more to come. Uh, but one thing that we know is that change has happened at 20th and Blake. Now, what that change means. That's what we've got to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, so we are doing this on Monday afternoon. We know tonight the Rockies open a three-game series in San Francisco, followed by a four-game series in Arizona. So seven games coming up on the road against NL West teams, where they are 0-6 so far against NL West teams away from Coors Field. So, Noah, I know we'll be watching, and we'll have plenty more on, on Twitter as well. Yeah, there will be a lot of eyes on this series not just because it's on the road, it's just because of the developments. And as I mentioned, and so far I've been proven right, if I, if, if I do say so myself, this will be the most important year in Rockies history. Yep, yep, exactly right. A great Barely even a month into the season. And <laughs> so far. Yep. Well, guys and gals, thank you so much for listening to the Rocks Power Rockies Report. We always try to bring you quick and accurate information. Uh, Kevin Henry and my co-expert, Noah Yingling, signing off. And hey, go Rockies. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.